Did you know that New York drifts about one inch further away from London every year? We've got lots of crazy facts and more coming up. We got lots of info. Let's rock and roll. It's Digital with Rhino. Hello and welcome to this episode of Did You Know with Ryan O. I'm Ryan O. This is my show and I think I might know exactly what you're thinking, but I'm probably a lot closer to a mile away from where you're actually thinking. Anyways, in today's episode, we're going to have lots of fun and you might even learn something. So let's do it. In this show, we talk about all sorts of stuff, crazy stuff indeed, and randomness, but we don't always do it alone. So today, we'll be graced with a special guest. Our special guest this week sells toys during the day, but in the evening, deals with all sorts of awesomeness at a DJ company. Ladies and gentlemen, Nate Hampton. Hey man, how are things? Uh, things are going pretty good. Enjoying my day off. Went shopping, bought some stuff. I can't complain. So where did you guys go shopping to? Like a Walmart, Target sort of thing? Or was it a little bit more fancy? Uh, well, well, uh, here's how it went. We went low end. We went to the Family Dollar right next to our place. So we went low. And then we went to Petco for the new cat. Ooh, a cat. That sounds perfect. <laughs> yes, it did. It was uh, The little thing is absurdly hyper. We got it today. It is currently, I think it tired itself out. It's unconscious underneath my bed as we speak. Well, that sounds like it's claimed its new domain. So anything that exists under the shadow belongs to the cat. Yes, that is now Princess Leia's domain. Oh, the, the cat is a princess. Yes, uh, my girlfriend has deemed it deemed it so. She is a princess, and who am I to argue? So does that technically make your girlfriend the queen? Yes. Okay, and by default, you're a king. Uh, I think she would tell you I'm the court jester, but uh, for the sake of the show, yes, I am the king. Right on. I was once the king for a, a good decade before I retired as Elvis. That was uh, my run as the king. I've heard about that. <laughs> so have you, um, so you've done some performances here and there with uh, different companies, um, uh, talking and dancing and whatnot, right? That is correct. And what would you say is uh, some of your favorite parts about doing set activity? Well, honestly, just getting out there because you kind of become a character. It's no longer you and you can just be as goofy as you want. And you can make people smile. And being able to just make people laugh for a living is pretty cool. So basically, you're getting paid to do the stuff that teachers used to yell at us for when we were younger. Yes, and I actually remember talking to my, I think he was my English professor. His name was Ryan Robert Shaw. Mr. Robert Shaw. Ooh. And he, would, he always told me in his uh, British accent that I would... Not get anywhere being a goof. Well, I showed him. That's right. Uh, eventually, what you got to do is just take your paycheck that you get and like mail it to him with a picture of you with two thumbs up and be like, who proved you wrong? This guy. I think he's my friend on Facebook, actually. Ooh, it makes it even easier to do so. <laughs> I remember one time uh, me and my friend came to high school after we graduated. We were in the office just chatting up the principal. And he comes in the office, sees us, and just immediately the U-turns out of the building. He was like, nope. I was like, Mr. Robert Shaw, why? Just because he just he knew you guys are up to no good. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, We would sit in the back of his class uh, doing Arnold Schwarzenegger impersonations, just going, reading, writing, arithmetic. Yeah. <laughs> would you also shout that it was not a tumor when he was mentioning things? We'd be like, get down. <laughs> get yourself to Mars. No, Jamie, you're fired. I'll be back. I, I, I think that's all the uh, Arnold stuff I know off the top of my head. 
what killed the dinosaurs the ice age oh we could go in an entirely different subject there with the mr freeze puns <laughs> all right chill ice to see you uh, so so speaking of things that are a little bit less doom and gloom let's get mm-hmm. into the the episode proper um, first, what we're going to do, my friend, is we're going to uh, go into this next bit known as Ryan O in the Mailbox of Doom. I'm going to go into the mailbox and attempt to find answers to all sorts of weird and intriguing questions that may exist. So lately, on both um, Twitter, which is at Did You Know Ryan O, and on the Facebook page, which is Did You Know With Ryan O, I've asked people what their favorite um, pizza place is now while i bring up that information um what is possibly your favorite pizza place Ooh, my favorite pizza place of all time uh is back in denver colorado it's a piccolo's restaurant it's uh on like have uh what is it i-225 and alameda i believe now, Piccolo, is this like the musical instrument or the Dragon Ball Z character? I, I want to say neither. Okay. <laughs> but I always, when I was in my teenage years, I always hoped a big green dude would just come out of the back and be like, how's your pizza? And I, but no, it's, a, it's, it's like a Mexican slash Italian, but their pizza is amazing. That's what they're known for. Nice. That was, that was, that was, my, uh, that was my date spot going back in the day. Ooh, taking several lucky ladies to the uh, pizza Mexican joint. Yes, and like half the girls from my high school ended up working there, which was weird because it was nowhere near my high school. Which would be even more awkward if you dated that half and then like they all knew each other and that would just be a small world. Yeah, luckily for me that wasn't the case. <laughs> yeah, that that would have been awkward and a half. Uh, so I, I found a couple of them. Um we got Menino's. Looks like it's a, a local place here in the Central Florida area. Uh, someone suggested Pizza King in Jeffersonville, Indiana. That's by Pat. He's a longtime contributor to the show. Um, they visited Pizza King every time he went to his grandparents. And now every time he goes back, he has to have a Pizza King pizza. So when you go back... Um, to, to Colorado, do you have to have that type of pizza when you're there? Uh, if if it's a good trip, yes. <laughs> if I can, I always try to make some time for some piccolos. Nice. Some piccolos pizza. Uh, we also found um, someone said in St. Joe's, Michigan, there's Silver Beach Pizza. I haven't had that, but it sounds good. And we also got a response um Taco Bell because they have Mexican pizzas. I call shenanigans. I also call shenanigans, but <laughs> hey, it's a response and we're lacking those now nowadays. So for those of you <laughs> out there, if you want to respond and be a part of the show, all you got to do is go to uh, Twitter at Did You Know Ryan O. You can go to the Facebook page, Did You Know With Ryan O. And you can email us at any time, Did You Know Ryan O at gmail.com. And that leads us out of the mailbox of doom and into the word of the week, which is always ironic because, well, I record every other week. So what's going to happen is I'm going to tell you a word. In this case, it's a phrase. And you're going to tell me what you think it means and possibly where slash when it came from. Sound good? Sounds good. So, for example, um, if I use the word piccolo, um, we could assume that it was either a musical instrument, um, a weird Italian family name, or a green monster from Dragon Ball Z. So that was kind of how this would go. Uh, okay. Th- this week, it's the phrase is with bells on. For for example, um, I would I will show up to the party with bells on. Um. Who do you think first originated that phrase? Who do I think first originated that? It's old school. I know that. It sounds... It's not quite cool enough for, like, the Rat Pack, but I want to say around that era. <laughs> you're you're actually pretty close. It comes from a, a newspaper 
um, in like the 1920s. Okay. Um, newspapers would start saying it, it, it means, well, first of all, what do you think it means? I don't know. You're dressed to the nines. You're looking good. In in this case, it means with additional ornament. So you would put on like extra bling or extra affairs, or in your case, you're dressed to the nines looking good. Okay, okay, okay. So you would be wearing things you wouldn't necessarily be wearing on a normal case. So um, you'd be having all the additional accessories, which is also where the phrase bells and whistles comes from. You get a car with all the bells and whistles. It means all the extra accessories like leather seats and chrome and spinners and whatnot. All right, all right. I was just about to say that. I was like, that's probably where that came from. Yeah, the uh, the bells and whistles. Uh, so that would be our phrase of the week. So so now if anyone's like like, hey, like I'm showing up with bells on or like like I got all the bells and whistles, you know that means that they've got um all the bling. Mm-hmm. Now I, I like so out of all the bling, let's say we're talking about nowadays with people wearing their uh, weird accessories and whatnot. What do you think is the the greatest like fashion no no that people are doing when it comes to bling today? The greatest fashion no no. Yeah, so like if you saw some dude walking down the street wearing blank item, you'd be like, ooh, heck no. Ooh. Let's see. That's a t- that's actually a tough one. There's a few trigger items for me. Go for it. What you got? <laughs> well, like any like kind of like diamond studded belt or anything like that kind of drives me bananas. So if the belt where uh, is more expensive than your watch, it's a problem. Yes, I. I it, it, all it needs to do is hold up your pants. Like that doesn't mean buy a really cheap like cloth one. No, get a decent like black leather belt. You're good. Now, what, how do you feel about, like, belt buckles? Do they have to be extra fancy, or can they just be, like, normally fancy? Well, that also depends on where you're going. If you're going to, like, a country bar, go bananas on the belt buckle. But you're talking more like rhinestones, not, like, 14-carat gold and, like, carat one-carat diamonds on it. I don't know. Just super extra belts or belt buckles kind of, like, what's the point? It just has to be functional and hold up your pants. Yeah, I, I, yeah. And uh, uh, what is it? Any kind of like hat with metal on it? You ever seen like one of those? Is it like a hat with like a almost like a belt buckle, but in the middle of the hat? Kind, kind of. They have like it's like a normal baseball hat. But there's like metal, like belt buckle kind of thing on it. It's weird. So, and, like, let's say you had a Batman um, hat, like, like having the 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 bat signal on it, but like a belt buckle was on your forehead. That I've actually seen. If it's just the cutout of the bat logo, that can be kind of cool. But if it's like the whole, just they like super glued the belt buckle on there that might not be good gotcha so it can't look too tacky no not too tacky okay the hats like hats and belts are bet like the simpler the hat i think the better you just want a hat with like a colorado avalanche symbol on it or or just like a little like uh one of my favorite like hat designs ever it was called the flawless hat it'd be a plain hat but in the bottom left corner there'd just be the logo of the team Flawless. Mm-hmm. Um, so flawless hat. It was new era. New era flawless. Okay. Uh, new era flawless collection, and g- give us a team, just like for example, would you be the Broncos? Uh, they wouldn't. The NFL doesn't really have anything. So say like the Yankees. There'd be plenty of those. Yankees. All right. So what I'm going to do is take an image. Of this, so it's just got a little thing in in the corner. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to take black fifty nine fitty fitted baseball cap from the new era flawless selection. Okay, uh, let me grab this guy. I am taking this image right now, and it will go on the uh, the Twitter page soon as. 
this episode goes out. So yeah. that that's a thing to give people an example of what we're talking about. Right on, right on. You want a, a little interesting fact about that hat? You want to know who designed it? Uh, is it is it me? Did I do it in my sleep? Uh, no, that'd be awesome though. It was actually uh, Fred Durst. So you're talking about the the, the Limp Biscuit, uh, Fred Durst. The lead singer of Limp Biscuit, Fred Durst, had a contract with New Era in the early 2000s. So he didn't do it all just for the nookie. He also did it for the hats. Yeah, because he wore that uh, red Yankees hat. Okay. And he was so he was so well known for that. New Era signed him, and he made a hat, and they made a lot of money. They still do the hat. Nice. I dig it. That's one way to get paid. I mean, right. Uh, so with that, my friend, we're going to move on to our uh, where in the world uh, location here. So we're going to talk about um, something a little bit uh, near and dear to the topic of this episode. I'm going to sort of describe a place and you you tell me what you think it is and why it's very um, culturally significant, okay? Okay. So, for example, if, if I said that, um, that this is a very tall building um, in, the, in the middle of, of St. Louis and it's known as the Gateway to the West, and it's a very iconic image of St. Louis, you'd be like, well, it's, it's the arch. And I'd be like, yeah, man, like that, like that sort of thing. Okay. So, so this one... Um, is is a is a building um, downtown on the east coast and it has 72 steps leading into this building and tens of thousands of people each year go to climb these steps as in their own personal pop culture mecca where do you think and what do you think this building is well i would say philadelphia <laughs> correct uh- uh, I'm brain farting on the actual name of the building. I just call them the Rocky Steps. <laughs> it is the Philadelphia Museum of Art, also known as the Rocky Steps. Yep, yep, yep. It is the, the mecca for individuals who are a fan of the Italian stallion or just fans of Philadelphia in general. I went to Philadelphia once. I didn't have a chance to go to the steps, and it was upsetting. Did you at least see his statue? Uh, no, because it was, uh, during that, uh, short period of time when it was down. Ooh, yikes. Were they replacing bits of it? Like the, uh, the bronze aspects of it? Uh, no, for, they actually took it down because people got upset because he wasn't a real person. And then eventually they put it back up. Well, they also have a statue of the Fonz in like Milwaukee. I know, but they, they didn't, they were upset because it was in such a prominent location. That's why they moved it. Ah, they made it more out in the, a little bit off the beaten path so that it wouldn't be a little bit too crazy for people. Uh-huh. There were rumors that they were going to do a uh, statue of RoboCop in downtown Detroit. That's fantastic. I, I would have gone to take a photo. That would have been awesome to protect and serve. Heck yeah. So speaking of uh, a little bit more awkward things um, about protecting and, and serving... Um, this next bit known as only in Florida is where we talk about stories and crazy things that happen that are so ridiculous, so crazy that could only happen in the swampland known as Florida. So, um, there have been a lot of really weird, um, and and crazy things in the news. So I'm going to tell you the, um, I'm going to tell you just the, just the name of this article. It says, Cop Pawns Guns. He was loaned to teach concealed weapons class. Once again, a cop pawned guns. He was loaned to teach a concealed weapons class. All right, so we already know this is Florida. So the question is, what part of Florida do you think this is? Oh, man. Uh, uh, like uh, from what I've learned, the further south you go, the crazier things get. So, what are some of the weirdest things you've heard that happened in Florida? 
Oh man, I've, luckily I've been slightly sheltered and haven't heard too many crazy things. Uh, what was it? a few years ago? Wasn't that uh, the dude who was uh, high on bath salts that was basically like a zombie and they were, they were like not on our watch? Wasn't that in Miami? And he was eating people and whatnot? Yeah, and then they shot him and he like stood up and turned around. They were like, hell no, and they just unloaded on him. Yeah, uh, you, you, yeah, um, you'd be close to think, um, but that this would be further south, but it's actually in Sumter County, which is, uh, more on the, uh, central west side, so it's between the villages, which is like the, the old folks' neighborhood, and, uh, and it goes all the way down to Zephyr Hills, pretty much, just north of Zephyr Hills. Okay. So it's it's a large area in the center. So that's going to be a a fun spot. Because you know like some people sell airbrush t-shirts on the internet for like a a side job. Every everyone's got a side job. You know, right. s- some people do a um MCing for DJs and some people do a podcast. Everyone has a side job. You're so, correct. <laughs> so this person apparently there was a sheriff's deputy who was teaching courses in his free time. And um, he decided to pawn the guns. A woman loaned him to teach the course. So once again, a woman loaned him to teach the course a bunch of guns. So the first question is, why is she loaning someone who should have access to firearms extra firearms? I, maybe this cop, maybe he's one of those cops that they don't trust him with firearms. So he's teaching a class. <laughs> I he he just sounds dirty. Just sounds com- completely dirty. One of those crooked guys. Maybe he's like uh, Will Ferrell and the other guys. They gave him a wooden gun, so he needs an actual gun to teach the class. Because he just couldn't trust him with pretty much anything. Yeah, I- Exhibit A. He sold the guns. That's that's nuts and ridiculous. And uh, we're gonna talk about more nuts and ridiculous things. Right after a word from our sponsor. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. This episode has been brought to you by Everyday Cosplay Finds. Ever wanted to show off your favorite character or group of characters, but don't see things online that match your style? Then check out Everyday Cosplay Finds, bringing cosplay into your everyday. Go to etsy.com shop slash everyday cosplay finds for more information. And now back to our show. Walk us through your your younger days um, in in Colorado when you grew up. Um, like, what was what was your extracurricular activities when you were in like high school and whatnot? In high school, uh, I spent most of my time playing sports in high school, uh, baseball and football. And uh, and did that can continue afterwards, or was that just kind of a, a high school thing? It was kind of a high school thing. I wasn't uh, big enough to play football in college, and uh, baseball was more of a fun thing. I blew my shoulder out Ooh. late in high school, so I couldn't really do anything else with that. So if if you play softball nowadays, that's more like a, a on the side sort of thing, more like a a fun intramural sort of thing. Yeah. I still don't lose very well, but it's more fun than me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I understand. Uh, you got to build yourself up to be brought back down. Um, uh-huh. And it all depends on like, like what, what we've got uh, surrounding us on the outside too, to, to help with, with, with coping those sort of things. So awkward segue. Um, so, um, what would you do besides sports as like a, your, your free time sort of thing in high school, high school, college nowadays? Sure. Well, let's see in high school, I didn't get my first cell phone until I was 18. So communicating with the outside world was done with a landline. <laughs> well, that's fair. Cause, uh, um, when, when we were younger, um, you know, like nowadays, 10 year olds have cell phones. Four-year-olds yeah. have iPads. Like, uh, w- like when when we were in high school, uh, texting wasn't even barely a thing. It wasn't until like uh, 
the the late 2000s where everyone's like text me let's do a photo with our phone what yeah yeah it took me forever to figure out how to text on my first cell phone now i had to go through like the settings and there was like a third option like down there and the, the it was like a message via phone it was like worded weird i was like what is this and i sent somebody words and back in the day kids um we didn't have uh like nowadays you have just a screen and every single letter is on your screen we used to have uh nine numbers and these nine numbers each had three letters on them and you had to press a letter three times to get to that third letter Oh, man, I could have full-on conversations in my pocket. I was so good at that. Yeah, to say, like, um, meet you later, you'd be like, okay. Uh, it, it took 77 clicks, but I would get it there. <laughs> and then LOL also took, like, six six or seven clicks as well. Like, click, 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 click. But I wouldn't have to look at my phone because the, the middle number had the, the little dot on it. So I was like, all right, that's where I'm at. I was like, click, 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 click. Wouldn't need nothing. I know I didn't get a, a smartphone and, until I was like 22, 23, 23, definitely 23. I, I finally got a QWERTY um, on my phone when I was 20, 21 is when I first got my first QWERTY keyboard on my phone. Huh. That, that was a long time ago. Oh, man, my first uh, smartphone uh, was the very first Google phone. Nice. As opposed to an Android, it was a Google phone. Yes, and I thought I was some hot stuff. It was so, uh, when I was working at the movie theater, I bought that. Is it, you used your, your movie theater money to, to get, you, uh, get you an awesome rad phone. Oh yeah, it had the it was a touchscreen, but also slid out so I could have the keyboard. You know what I'm talking about? I had I had one of those. The, that was awesome. So while you were let's go back, you said you were working at a, a movie theater. Um, yeah. What sort of movies were like playing um, all the time when you were working there? Were you working there for like five or six years, or was it a short thing? What's up? It was a. About four years, I want to say. I remember the first movie that came out when I was working there was Troy. The, uh, the the Brad Pitt, Eric Bana movie? Yep, that's the one. And so you probably saw that one like four, four or five times? Oh, yeah. I thought that movie was awesome. <laughs> I have it in my movie collection, so I, I also agree. It's good stuff. Uh, so you would see, so you got Troy. Um, what other movies were coming out around that time? Let's see. Uh, the big movies that I remember, I remember... During my stead there, the Batman Begins came out. Uh, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Uh, like nine Harry Potter movies. Uh, so the the mid two thousands were a good friend of yours. Well, yeah, I remember. There's lots of good movies, and we would get to screen them. So I would I never paid for a movie for like four years, and it was great. Every week we're just like let's go to a movie, and we just go see a movie. And would you even see some of the, the terrible ones, too? Uh, yeah, it was free. Why the hell not? <laughs> That's fair. Uh, s- sometimes a terrible movie can occupy time as well. Um, so what would you say your favorite genre of movies would be? Ooh, probably my favorite genre would probably be action comedy. So, so give us a couple examples of a, a couple of action comedy films. I can think of some, but but what you got on the top of your head? Well, um, uh, Bad Boys, Bad Boys Two. We we ride are, together, we die together. Bad Boys for Life. The, those movies are amazing, especially the second one. It's like just a long climax for like an hour and a half. That sounds but, uh, exhausting. No pun intended. <laughs> uh, the Rush Hour movies are good action comedies. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Never touch a black man's radio. <laughs> it's just good stuff. Uh, heck, even like the Marvel movies are basically action comedies at this point. That That's fair. I was uh, perusing through um, through Amazon Prime the other day, and I found I Spy on there. Oh, man. With uh, oh, was that? Eddie Murphy and Owen yeah. Wilson. 
Kelly Robinson don't go arrive at a party until eleven o'clock. <laughs> I we quickly skipped by it, but it, it it made me chuckle because I remember just how funny and terrible it was at the same time. Oh yeah, I, I forget when that came out, but I'm pretty sure I went and saw that in theaters with my dad. And, and along the same era was like Hollywood Homicide with like Harrison Ford. I'm not gonna lie to you, I low key love that movie. Isn't it great? He's just trying to sell a house the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> and and then because uh, because they're both cops and uh, Josh Hartnett, his his partner, the entire time is trying to get an acting job because he's just he's doing just, that. He's being a cop until he can get discovered big. Yeah, and he's just yelling Stella. Oh, it's great! It has my favorite version of a of a Roscoe song. Uh, I love Cali in the summertime. Okay. It, it, it's a it's a bit hardcore. I might post the link um, also on the Twitter page. So if you guys want to keep going current, that's where that's going to be. Um, so so action comedies, action movies in general. Um, what are your favorite parts about action comedy films? Well, just I I love a good action movie because it just it's a good escapism. And then if you add some sharp witty comedy, it just takes it an extra mile for me because I appreciate comedy more than anything. If you can make someone laugh, it's good stuff. Uh, a famous comic in the L.A. area once said, uh, said uh, make him laugh, make him breakfast. All right. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> uh, so so speaking of uh, action films, um I made you watch an action film, more like I forced you and I to watch it uh, this week, and we're going to talk about it now. Um, it was the the '70s classic with the with the action buff now star mogul himself, so written by Sylvester Stallone, starring Sylvester Stallone. It's the first Rocky film. <clears throat> just a classic uh so let's go ahead and quickly walk from here on out folks there's going to be spoilers from the rocky film so if you want to see it pause this find it somewhere you can rent it on like google play your itunes or whatever uh and then come back to this and we'll talk about it if you don't mind it being spoiled we're, we're going to talk about it right now so go ahead walk us through the, the plot line of uh, of Rocky, if you could. The plot of Rocky. Well, if you've seen Creed, it kind of the, the Creed and this like mirror each other almost, in my personal opinion. Like uh, it starts off, you just an underground fight. There's like no rules really. It's really grimy, grungy, and Rocky's one of those fighters. Because he's not necessarily a guy that's got a bunch of rules and form. He's just kind of a brute who uh who can yeah. who can take a hit and give it back he's a slugger and uh so he, he like wins the fight you find out like he also is like a he collects uh, what debts for a bookie yeah i think he's an enforcer he's an enforcer for a bookie but he's like an enforcer that doesn't really do that good a job enforcing he kind of like talks mean to you for a second and then lets you off the hook from what i <laughs> because he's rocky there's no more lovable brute than Rocky. He, he's not all that, that menacing or intimidating. So that's one of the, the biggest qualities he has is that when he's in the ring, it's kind of a different story. Yeah. He puts on like a different persona that the Italian stallion, which would... hearing the, the, the phrase, the Italian stallion um, brought the, uh, the, the heavyweight champion of the world uh, Creed into finding out about the Italian stallion and he wanted to fight him and give Rocky money for fighting him. Is that how that worked? Well, as uh, Apollo Creed had a match against the number one contender, but the number one contender got hurt and could not fight. So Apollo Creed had already spent tons of money doing marketing and all this stuff because he's mostly a businessman at this point, but he's still the best in the world. But he cares about his money just a little bit more than he cares about boxing which is very evident towards the end with the uncle sam bit uh-huh and uh so he goes wait this is on the fourth of july basically 
and he's like, we got to, what if we do like a charity boxing match, basically? We take somebody from down low and just put them on this pedestal. It makes me look good, it makes you look good, and it makes everybody a whole lot of money. And then they're just sifting through a bunch of boxers' names. They're like, no, he sucks. No, he's too slow. He's lame. And then they come across Rocky's stats, and they're like, ooh, the Italian stallion. That's what I'm talking about. And then he's like 30 and 28. He's like 30 wins and like 20 losses. He's he's not that good. <laughs> so it should be a sure thing for the champ, but uh, it's yeah, it should be. But then the but the thing with the Rockies, he'd never taken it seriously, and that's why his his like uh, coach and mentor Mick is so pissed at him. Which but, is played by the um, the the Penguin himself, uh, Burgess Meredith. Uh huh. Which yeah, is rah, rah, rah. so great. Yeah, Rocky, uh, I think you can do better than that. And then he, he, Mick was so mad at him, he kicked him out of his locker that he had for like five years. And then we also find out about uh, Rocky's best friend, um, Polly. Oh, Polly. Which is uh, pretty much a, a mooch and, and a jerk. And I just like, he's my least favorite character in the entire film. In the entire series, he doesn't get any better. Oh, that's that's not promising if we continue with with these movies in the future. <laughs> but with Polly, we do end up getting his sister, Adrian, uh, who is the uh, the love interest of this story, who is very shy, but lets uh, but Rocky helps get her um, out break of her, her shell. shell. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, like I I love Adrian. Like she doesn't say like three words to him for the first like forty five minutes of this movie. <laughs> He just goes into her pet shop and like shoots really lame jokes at her. Talks to Rufus the dog, and or, then or is it Buttkiss? Buttkiss, it's Buttkiss the dog. <laughs> it is Buttkiss the dog. I uh, I remember a couple of his his jokes and uh, they were bad. And that's coming from me. And I use the first fifteen seconds of each episode as an excuse to tell terrible jokes. Hey, I mean, you ain't got nothing on Balboa, my friend. <sighs> they were bad. Um, so, so he falls in love with her, and in the meanwhile, he also has a bunch of training montages to try to become a, a better fighter. And before the training montage, you have the most awkward, like, passionate first kiss of all time. Ooh, I try to block that out of my memory. <laughs> well, like the the whole date, like, like she is really sheltered. And Rocky's just like, come on inside. He like he does like a quadruple take out the window or out his front door. He's like, come on. In. He's like, it's fine. You can come in. And then he just like sticks his hand out. He's like, come on. <laughs> like turns the light on. And then she eventually comes in and just like stands in the kitchen for like 10 minutes. Then she sits on the couch and then she like tries to leave. And then Rocky like bats his puppy dog eyes and they do this weird I don't think it would have been as awkward if there was any music in this movie. <laughs> yeah, the only time you have like um, music is during the montages. Uh-huh, that's it. The rest of it is a straight-up... You, you have to think of it basically as an independent film, because that's basically what it is. It was made from $1 million. Uh-huh. And um, how much... Well, uh, I'll make it easy for you. It's grossed over $200 million to date. Uh-huh. That's uh, that's what we call a nice profit. That's Avengers money, baby. Uh-huh. Of course, over time that is. Um and then you 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 eventually get to the the big fight and um and surprise Rocky does a lot better than people thought he was going to. It's just cuz he just has an iron jaw. Which is surprising. I don't think he blocks once. <laughs> he gets tagged so many times. It's ridiculous. Cut me, Mick. Uh, and uh, and then you get to, to the end, and it's all like, "Hey, Adrian," and then oh, that's more like that's more like Arnold. I can barely do Stallone. Adrian, like well, he's just a. Uh, well, it's because she was like staying in the locker room because she didn't want to watch him get his face punched in. But then at the end, like she's drawn out because of reasons, and then like 
she he's just in the ring like without the ability of sight because his eyes are so shut because he just went with the technique of just blocking his punches with his face. That doesn't get you anywhere. Uh, it, it, I, Rocky disagrees. You, <laughs> you yeah. go the distance. <laughs> Apparently, fifteen rounds on a uh, split decision. Yeah, yeah, against the the greatest of all time, as uh, the Rocky movies would have you believe. Apollo Creed. Yeah, the man. master of disaster. Versus the Italian stallion, and uh, so that'll that'll be um. That that's Rocky for you. So, what would you say your your favorite moment in the movie was? I have a couple favorite moments. Uh, the the part when Mick comes to try and ask him to be his uh, trainer. Oh yeah. And and Rocky just locks himself in the bathroom, and then Mick leaves, and then Rocky just goes on like a ten minute tirade to nobody. <laughs> And it just he's like, oh, you want to stay? It's a nice place. Oh, he just starts yelling random stuff. And then he eventually feels bad and runs after and finds Mick. And they do like a hug on the street. And then Mick's adorable waddle off the screen because he, he you, know, you can take the man out of the penguin, but you can't take the penguin out of the man. Yeah, Never he, <laughs> he's still all, wah, wah, wah. you're, you're going to eat lightning and you're going to crap thunder. And you're like, you're damn right. <laughs> yeah, my my favorite line in in the entire uh, film is when um, they're Adrian and Rocky are gonna hang out, and she's all like, "It's th- it's Thanksgiving," and he's like, "Yeah, to you it's Thanksgiving, to me it's Thursday." <laughs> <laughs> I also like he's like. How did you come up with the Italian stallion? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I just came up with it. Oh, <laughs> it, it's like 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 all their 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 back and forth. Like she's asking him like, "Why do you want to fight?" And he's like, "Because I can't sing or dance." You know. You're like, cool, 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 cool. All right. Cool. Uh, and everything he ever talks about the entire movie is fighting, because he, he he knows nothing else. And, and especially like when. Like there's an entire bit about how Rocky's still so handsome because his nose has never been broken. Yep, and then gets immediately broken in this first fight with Apollo. Yeah, and so Mickey's like, "Hey, your nose is broken," and Rocky's like, "Yeah, how's it look?" He's like, "Eh, it's an improvement." <laughs> so it, so that's the the stuff there's gonna that you hear throughout this and entire movie so what you and i are going to do at this point is we are going to improvise our own little bit um so we we brought him up earlier so we've got a stallone as rocky we Uh also have um burgess meredith as his corner man um uh, mickey so on the other side we're going to have um arnold schwarzenegger as mr freeze and um, Christopher Walken as his sideman. Okay. All right. So, um, how about you do uh, you do Rocky, and I'll do Arnold, and we'll both like shout at each other, like we're going to uh, like we're gonna fight each other. Okay. All right. And you're doing and you're doing a uh, Mr. Freeze's Arnold. Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. This is gonna be good. All right. Uh, since since he's more aggressive, I think I'll start first. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to give you a chilly grave. Whoa. Uh, I train in a freezer, so, you know, it's not going to be that big of an issue for me, you know? It, it'll, be, it'll be ice to see you lying in the ground after I punch your face. Uh, hey, Mick, he seems like a nice guy. Uh, I should go talk to him. I, I, I don't think you should you should go fight him, Rocky, because uh, he's got a giant jetpack on his back. No, nah, no, nah, I gotta fight him. I gotta fight him. It's all I know. Hey, Freeze, don't take nothing from him. You just punch him in the face. Yeah, I'm going to hit you really hard, and then it's going to be a, a cool night in the, the hot town tonight. Okay, okay, give it your best shot. Uh, is he allowed to bring the gun in the ring? Is that a thing? I don't know, kid. But it sounds good. 
Yeah, I'm going to fight you right now. Okay, ready? Here, and uh, here we go. Ding, 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 ding. And, and that's our uh, Rocky moment in the uh, in the Ryan O. Piece of Pie Theater, ladies and gentlemen. It's a bunch of back and forth. Like, uh, uh, in the entire I, fight. Yo. Yeah, you're gouging my eyes. That's not a tumor. <laughs> it's gonna be with that suit on. Oh, it it's it's good stuff, man. Um, so with with many more action films to come, um, with with possibly Stallone and 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 Schwarzenegger and whatnot, um, that means that we're gonna bring you back for more fun and excitement. Um, but be, while we move away from this movie in particular, I thought we would um, talk about another subject that's just dancing around, as in music. So what is currently on your playlist at the moment? Like, well, what's in your car? Like, like, what are you walking to work listening to? Oh, man. Um, my music is always on shuffle, and I tend to listen based on mood. So lately, I've been... Uh, Listening to uh, my favorite comedy group, the musical comedy group. Uh, who would that be? Uh, Ninja Sex Party. Okay, that sounds like a thing. It is, in fact, a thing. And the, they named their band after everybody's three favorite things, ninjas, sex, and parties. Right on. I can support that. It's kind of, their, their sound is kind of like if uh, the Lonely Island had a baby with uh, the flight of the concords it's like 80s vibes and it's really cool nice um so i'll have you uh send me one of your favorites from them and we'll we'll post it on the twitter page as well so folks can get a taste of uh, some of the ninja sex party uh, well they also do cover albums too so they do they most of their stuff is goofy stuff but they have two cover albums where they do like 80s and early 90s music, uh, they did a cover of Africa's Toto, and it was the Toto by uh, Africa by Toto. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, that has kind of been the, the, the trend nowadays. Like uh, Weezer did it, and Pitbull sampled it. So the question is, is it good? It It's a straight-up cover. They don't add their spin to it. They just have his beautiful voice. Uh, Dan Avidan has an amazing voice. That's the lead singer. He's actually talented. They don't try to butcher it like, and they did it before those two. I just want to say. Okay. I, I'm so we're gonna find that one and we'll post it on uh, Twitter so y'all can take a listen to it. So besides those guys, what else do you recommend that some of the folks uh, listen to that they might not be? Uh, that they might not know about. Ooh, that they might not know about. Just like the Ninja Sex Party. Yeah, not many people. They're starting to get some play, but not many people know about them. Let's see. What have I been rocking out to lately? Hmm. A little bit of... I've been mixing in some Linkin Park back in my repertoire just because I feel enough time has gone by since that whole thing went down. I was watching uh, the Transformers movies, all five of them, um, last last year, and you can't help but you you hear their songs all the time. The uh -huh. Give me brown across our new divide. It's it's like that, I think. Oh yeah, uh, it's a new divide is the name of that song. They did the soundtracks for the first three. And the the fourth one is kind of meh. The fifth one's right. slightly better. But yeah, the, the once like it's after Shia, they stop making even less. They make even less sense than the first three. It makes me miss the actual G one and G two cartoons. Yeah, 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 same. With the really weird breaks in the middle of each episode, you'd have like their commercial stuff. So instead of hearing, did you know with Ryano, they're more like. Choo, choo, choo. We'll be right back. Choo, choo, choo. <laughs> that takes me back. That makes me miss like the old Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon. 
so so with that, I guess our question of the week, um, leading it to it, is um, what is everyone's favorite uh, cartoon theme song? Ooh. That's going to be our question of the week. Um, do you have any um, on the top of your head? I mean, the Pokemon theme is a classic. You can't go wrong with the Pokemon theme. Because people want to be the very best. But my favorite of all time has got to be that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm I'm a fan of the Batman, the animated series, uh, Danny Elfman, uh, the, the, the soft theme, because it's the same as the actual movie. But um, but also the X Men theme was good for the early nineties. You can add a bass to it. Making its own thing. That's a super nineties sounding cartoon, and I love it. That's what's so great about it is it reflects the era. So for all of you out there, um, you can respond to pretty much anything you got any questions comments or concerns you can email us at did you know rhino at gmail.com you could answer our questions follow along with the episode on twitter at did you know rhino or join us on the facebook group did you know with rhino nate thank you very much for joining on this episode i have had a fun time i have had a great time and we'll we'll have to bring you back in a in a little bit, and we'll discuss more music, more action films, and um, and whatever else we feel like it because we can. Oh yeah, I can talk about movies for days. I'm looking forward to it. That brings us with lots of content and lots of awesomeness in the future. Uh, until then, my friends, um, that's all we have for for this episode. As always, find your awesome. Hold on to it and share it with the world. I'm Ryan O. I'll see you next time. Did you-